believe I can't sleep. It's time to listen to Courtney at last on the ramblings of an insomniac podcast. Hello, welcome to episode 31 of the ramblings of an insomniac. I am Courtney Perry. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. So I'm apologizing again if my voice sounds awful. I have been um, having sorry, some pretty big allergies going on. My allergies are killing me right now. And in addition to that, I just randomly started crying. And at first, I thought I was crying over this dang TikTok video I watched. Um, and then... It was partially that, but it was also the fact that I think I've got some, you know, serious PTSD going on, if I'm being honest. Um, I really do. And so I was watching this video um, of the show uh, Young Sheldon, and his Mima was basically teaching him a life lesson about how people's emotions... Um, on their face. When people are smiling, it doesn't always mean they're smiling. When people are um, looking sad, um, maybe they're actually angry, but just basically that your face doesn't always represent what you're feeling inside. Sometimes people, you know, are sucking it up and they look happy when they're not. Or And so it got me to start thinking about a million things as usual. But one of which was, um, well, to back up, I started just bawling. All of a sudden, I watched that video and I just started crying. And because I thought it was just such a good message. But then I also just started thinking about my mom. And, excuse me, I'm sorry. I started thinking about my mom and just how genuinely um, horrified I am by the way things um, played out with my mom while she was in assisted living. I'm, I honestly feel genuinely that I have PTSD. Um, I would never want one, I wouldn't want anybody to ever have to go through a parent or a loved one, a loved one. Um, with dementia I don't want them I don't want the person it's awful that the person has to have it and I feel awful for the families around them and because it's such a it's just such a horrific sad disease that nobody ever should have to go through it's so awful and when you are watching a loved one, someone that you care about go through that, knowing how they feel and how trapped they feel and how trapped in their own mind they feel. And when they're desperately trying to find words for something simple that they know they know the words of, but just can't, you know, think about it. It's, it's awful. 
And then the fact that it just goes on and progresses from there and the stage to which it progresses is just the most awful thing. I just, I, it's awful. And watching my mom go through that during COVID in an assisted living facility and then memory care was, I just, I honest to goodness have PTSD. I do. I, and the fact that, excuse me, just how they handled COVID, how Oregon's governor handed, handled um, COVID and the, I'm so sorry, excuse me, the restrictions that were put on memory care and assisted living facilities at a time when um, these these people, the, the last thing that they need is to be kept away from their family. The very last thing that the residents need is to be kept away from their loved ones while they're dying. Who does that? It's just so cruel. It's just absolutely heartless. And I know, <clears throat> my gosh, you guys, I am so sorry. I should start this over, but I'm getting some water. Anyways, the they probably had great intentions. I'm sure they were trying to do what they felt was best, but they didn't take into consideration anything or what people were telling them or facts or logic. So sorry. <clears throat> I had to take some water. I keep clearing my voice, taking water. I'm just, but as I've said before, if I start over, I just know I will never do that. So hopefully this will help. Anyway, it's, I, I get that they felt they were doing what was best, but the logic and the reasoning and the facts just were not there to support that or to back up anything that they did. And it still is just infuriating me and I need to get out there. I need to get the word out there and I need to get out there myself and let people know quiet and let people know what exactly happened and how to prevent any other family to go going through that. Nobody should go through that again. So um, to those of you who may not have uh, heard and to those of you that have, I'll just be brief so that you don't have to like yawn through it and be like, oh my gosh. But real quick, my mom moved to um, an assist, moved to an assisted living in October of 2020. She uh, lived in the assisted living part of the time and then was moved to memory care and she was there for uh, like a year and a half total in that time in that year and a half I was able to physically see my mom for a combined time of I don't know maybe five months at the most maybe uh, maybe six months at the very most uh, that's pushing it and so the rest of the time um, I had to, she was at the time she moved in, she could still use her phone and she could still use her remote and she could still get up at, with a walker. She used a walker, but she could at least get to and from my car and stuff. She had COPD. So she had oxygen tanks. She had all kinds of things wrong with her, but I had to take oxygen tanks with us everywhere we went to get in and out of my car at first was okay, but then she started having incontinent issues, severe incontinent issues, to where she ended up needing a catheter. 
So now she had a catheter and oxygen tank and a walker. So it got to be, and then she started getting just, it was very, very difficult for her to get in and out of the car. It just took a lot. And then to walk down the hall with a walker, um, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not being dramatic. For, For us to get from her apartment into my car, get everything loaded into my car and get her into my car, it was a good 40 minute process, at least. And then I had to do that, <clears throat> excuse me, anytime I wanted to get her out of the car. <clears throat> Pardon. So then, of course, when we would go to a store, I now had to try to find um, a scooter, an electric scooter, which I'm here to tell you there are very few of them, partially because people that do not need them feel the need to take them up for people that actually need scooters. So there's a lot of selfish people out there that just take scooters and then it takes away from those that actually need one. So to try to find a scooter at any store and not all stores have them. So then I had to try to get a scooter for my mom. Well, they are extraordinarily expensive, even for a very basic, basic model. So her insurance would cover it. Yes, but it took 10 months. It took me, it was a 10 month process. My mom was there for a year and a half. So by the time my mom got her scooter, she was unable to use it because her dementia had gotten so bad, she could not, she couldn't use that at all. She would crash into things. She didn't even know how to use that. So that didn't help. So point being, the assisted living facility that she was in, um, their rules were that I was allowed to take my mother out of the building during COVID and take her into a million other buildings Take, their, take her to a grocery store, a movie theater, a restaurant, whatever, around people that may or may not have been vaccinated, who knows, around germs and all of that, around all kinds of germs and kids and everything that didn't have to wear masks at the time and kids are just full of germs, and then bring her back to the facility. So what I was not allowed to do was to be vaccinated wear a mask, go up into my mom's private apartment that had no other residents, no other staff, nobody around, close the door and be with my mom. I was not allowed to do that. I could take her out to where she could get all kinds of germs around people that may or may not have been vaccinated, but I could not have her in my, I couldn't go visit her in her apartment. Closed door, just the two of us vaccinated masks it was insane so she got to the point that she could not um, dial her phone anymore so I could not talk to her on the phone either Um, she's never known how to FaceTime that's never been something she could do plus I had to take away she couldn't have the internet because she would try to get on there and all kinds of weird things would happen and then she didn't know how to use that So we couldn't do FaceTime. That wasn't an option. She was on a second floor apartment at the time, so I couldn't see her through a window. And then staff would be like, oh, well, we can call sometimes and you can talk to her on a phone. Oh, gee, thanks. That's totally the same as being able to touch my mom, hug my mom, look in the eyes, look her in the eyes. Yeah, that's totally the same. Thanks. But before my mom lost the ability to make phone calls before that, She would call me and desperately plea 
for me to come pick her up. She would beg me to come visit and ask me why I was not visiting her. She did not understand why I couldn't come and see her. When I would try to explain it, at first, her dementia wasn't terrible, so she could kind of process it. But just because you can understand doesn't change anything at all. Just because she has a reason for why I couldn't come see her doesn't change the fact that she was dying, losing her memory, and we were losing precious time. I was losing, my mom wouldn't be able to remember me for very much longer. I don't know if anyone understands the gravity of that, but I had to sit there and listen to my mom beg me to come and rescue her because she did not want to die alone and she wanted to be with somebody. Plus, she was well aware that she was losing her memory. So she wanted to be able to have time together while she could still remember who I was. And I got that taken away and she got that taken away. And to say that I am upset by it, sad by it, pissed off by it, are, it's just a huge understatement. I know that I have PTSD. And I definitely know I need to start taking my medication again. That is for sure because I'm just crying randomly out of nowhere. I mean, I was just watching that video and granted it was pretty touching, but it just, I do this over nothing all the time now. I'm getting very salty. I'm just turning into a bitter crying mess and I don't like that. That's not me. I'm never... That's never, ever been my personality, and I don't like it, and plus it's not healthy. Obviously, I need to deal with this stuff. But the point is, I am so sorry to anybody that had to deal with anything like that. It's awful. Our governor should be ashamed. She's not. She should be, but she's not. That's the sad thing. Um, she goes to bed every night, I'm, I'm sure, quite, you know, and sleeps quite well. Our politicians in general, regardless of what side, I don't like to say side, regardless of your beliefs, regardless of what your political point of view is or religious point of view, like I always say, regardless of that, putting that aside, I don't think we can argue that things have been mismanaged as a whole on both parts. I feel like we all take a part, we all play a role in everything being a clusterfuck right now. I think all countries need to, you know, play their, understand that everybody has a role, put it that way. We all have a part. Nobody, nobody is perfect. There's not one country that handles things perfectly all the time. There is not a human or a political party or a gender that handles things correctly all the time. And that's great, though, because obviously the world would be quite insanely weird and boring. Sorry, my neighbors are dragging their garbage can down to the side of the road, and they have a very, very long driveway. Yeah, that's loud. They have a very long driveway, and they're bringing their... It's garbage day! Garbage day! Um, anybody else have garbage day? If so, take it out. If it's not too late, take out your garbage if you have not done so. <laughs> anyway... Um, everybody handles things differently. Like I've said before, we all handle things differently. And sometimes we, we just fuck it all up and sometimes we ace it and awesome on the times that we ace it. That's great. 
And the times we don't, we just need to do a better job at fixing it and learning and not doing it again. Because if you're doing it again, then they're not mistakes anymore. You're just fucking up. You're just being an asshole. You're just intentionally doing it. I mean, we need to figure out ways to put ourselves um, in positions of of just helping each other, um, having some grace. I've talked about that before. I think we're really missing out on grace. We are not giving each other grace at all. And how sad. How sad that we're going around just trying to find the bad in one another and the things that we're doing wrong. You're not doing that right. You're not doing that right. God, I have been around people my entire life that just, it's misery loves company. Misery loves company. And I don't want to subscribe to that party. I don't want to go to that party. I don't like the pity party. Pity parties, you can have a pity party. I think everybody should have a little pity party. And then we need to move on. The pity party needs to last just, you know, maybe a day. And then we need to figure out how to fix that. Solution. Be part of the solution, not part of the problem. I mean, we learn that in grade school, don't we? And God, I'm preaching to myself. I'm not preaching. That's not what I'm doing. That's a terrible word. I'm saying this to myself, too. I have to remind myself. I have to say things out loud because I'm like, I am far from perfect, and I certainly need to work on many things. So at any rate, these are the things that have been keeping me up. And I hope that we can all look into uh, just maybe going out there. And if we disagree with the law or disagree with the bill or disagree with the president or disagree with a whomever, I hope that we can take the time to figure out how to do less talking more action, less judging, more grace, more understanding, more finding the root. This is something we really need to focus on, the truth and facts. Because there's your opinion and there's your feelings. And then there are facts. And you don't have to like the facts. Just because you don't like a fact doesn't mean it's not a fact. It doesn't mean it's not true. There are many things out there that I am not a fan of, but unfortunately, they are facts. I'm not a fan of the President of the United States right now, but it's a fact that he is indeed the leader of our country. So regardless of my belief in that and regardless of my opinion on that and regardless of how much it really doesn't sit well with me, that doesn't change the fact that he is indeed the president. And so it infuriates me when someone can still be like, well, okay, well, great. Those are your opinions. And you are certainly entitled to them, as am I. That's the part people forget, as am I. But I've already talked about that before. So no need to continue on that path. I just wanted to really say we... If anybody is struggling with um, someone that they love, someone they care about that has dementia or Alzheimer's, um, 
honestly, my heart goes out to you. It's tough. It's very tough. And to anybody that's just struggling with PTSD and depression or just stuff in general, again, I'm so sorry. It's hard. It's very, very hard. And I hope that you can find a solution. I hope that you can come to some peace. I hope you can find some peace. I think we all could use a little peace. Peace sounds good. So on that note, I'm listening to the birds, not my neighbor's garbage can anymore. (laughs) And they have a horse, and that horse has been just amazing and coming up to the fence lately. And that's been my peace. That's been something I've been focusing on is just nature. Nature brings me so much peace. So I'm going to focus on my peace today, and I hope that you all do the same. Thank you so much for tuning in to to another episode of The Ramblings of an Insomniac. Thank you so much. Thank you.